after these messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, citizens of the internet. Welcome to another episode of After These Messages. This, of course, is the podcast where we talk about commercials, we talk about the best ones and the worst ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. How you say murder, sex, murder, sex, Trayvon. Trayvon. Oh, James Patterson. Hi there. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. We're your co-hosts. We are every week. Hey, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. We also have a special guest in the studio once again. That's We're, we're really racking up the special guests. I know. We're really we're three for three. Should we uh, introduce him or just keep on talking about him like he's not in the room? Let's see how long he can take it. <laughs> so what's coming up on the show today? No, let's just... <laughs> All right. Mr. Aaron Roden is here. Aaron is the host of the... Uh, I have written down here the Air Raid podcast, so we are apparently are not the only ones who have a podcast. Um, there are other people out there who are podcasting, and you're one of them. Wait, this is a podcast? Yes. <laughs> so why did I not see I you was the told this was meeting? an actual radio show, which is the weird thing about walking into somebody's house. <laughs> it's, uh, it's aspirationally a radio <laughs> show. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for thanks for joining us here. Yeah, thanks our... for letting me talk you into having me over. <laughs> You've been, I, at a certain point, I couldn't... <laughs> I couldn't keep ignoring the emails. Yeah, so, the begging was becoming unseemly. <laughs> had to do something to shut it up. So we figured let's just have them on and then change our phone numbers. Uh, our commercials we're talking about today are just commercials that, I mean, I guess, Genevieve, we would just say that they're just, they're too much. They're too much everything. They're too intense or serious or scary for products that really don't need to be that intense. Yeah. Now, if you're advertising, you know, home security, a home security system, you want to you want to scare people by having it you know having a burglar rattling right. the door. You're advertising a life alert bracelet. Somebody falls. It's terrifying. Makes sense. It's an intense product. It's a, it's a product for an intense need or an intense moment in your life. If you're selling gum, <laughs> maybe just dial it down a little bit. Right, it's, not, right. it's just gum. And actually, speaking of gum, later on in the uh, later on in the show, we're going to talk more about gum commercials. Not the scary kinds of gum commercials, but apparently, Aaron, you're obsessed for some reason with the gum commercials of your youth. So don't don't say okay. anything. I don't know why, but we are going to find out later on in the show. That's a teaser. Indeed. People are excited to find out why you're obsessed <laughs> with gum commercials. Uh, actually, uh, we're also here to talk about uh, all the letters that people have sent us in our uh, ad council segment. We have some good stuff today, right? You are qu- so quietly trying to open a beer. Just I'm, rip off the Band-Aid, open up that beer. Sorry, I thought, we, I, thought I, could, I could get like some <laughs> silence. I thought I was going to get it in the clear so you could edit it out. Fine. <laughs> anyway, we'll check that's, in with the... That's the Nick Allers <laughs> <Yeah>. signature <laughs> podcast sound. Uh, everybody drink when you hear Nick open up a beer. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start with the uh, scary commercials, starting with Genevieve, as you mentioned. One of these scary gum ones. An electrifying watermelon. A tingling spearmint. 
Is that the device from Contact that Jodie Foster contacted the aliens the, the with? The thing on the screen? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, uh, most of these commercials are very visual, so we will be describing them for you. Um, but you can just tell from the sound of that commercial. Like, does that... There was a well, time in my the, life... All the Transformers sounds in there, dude. The, the like, the... Right. Yeah, things slowing down, yeah, grinding yeah. to a halt. At yeah, one yeah. point, you could hear somebody say, put it in my chest. <laughs> if you listen really close, you can hear that in the right channel. Um, Genevieve, do you want to take a stab at describing what the hell is going on? These is these these is not the gum commercials of my youth. <laughs> yeah, it's intense, and it, it's the, the, these five gum commercials were in pretty heavy rotation. So you've probably seen one uh, version or another. In this one, um, a young beautiful woman in a black jumpsuit is like raised up into some giant machinery, and then red and green liquid fills up the giant ring that she's standing in, I guess, to imply watermelon flavor. Mm-hmm. The water changes colors from pink to green as yeah, they explore like, flavors. It's all very like yeah. industrial, future tech. Everything's, it looks like, you it's know. Very steampunk. Very sort of, but not even steampunk. That's like, more Blade Runner. Just Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah Just straight up future. And it's for gum. And it's for this uh, <laughs> gum called Five Gum. And this is the thing with all of their commercials. They are, this is what gave us the idea for the show. It's just like, I think we were sitting around watching these commercials just being like, why does this gum commercial have to scare the shit out of me? Like, I liked the days. Now, jumping ahead a little bit too much, I'm on the pier. With my buddy who looks exactly like me, and we see a we see a couple of ladies who are also twins, and then our gum brings us together. That I can get my head around. This futuristic <laughs> death gum shit, I don't understand the concept behind it. But you were actually doing some reading about these, right? Yeah, they have been hugely successful. Uh, Adweek did a, a piece on the this five gum series. Uh, five gum. It's funny. Um, uh, you're mentioning sort of more traditional gum ads. Wrigley actually owns Five Gum, but you oh, won't see really? a speck of rig- recognizable mm. Wrigley branding in these com- campaigns, right? Because they have so so clearly tried to sort of corner off some piece of the market. And the uh, the article that I was reading <laughs> said that you know uh, the black packaging of Five Gum is meant to suggest kind of like uh, an elite luxury type of gum keep in mind you still buy this gum at like the checkout mar- right, you know, right. aisle at the at the grocery store still ends up underneath the table of whatever <laughs> diner you're at <laughs> right. um and and the uh i remember the quote from this article uh in ad in ad age or i'm sorry ad week was hyper our hyperbole lets you suspend disbelief so they've gone with this incredible, that's what some that's what the creative that's what the said. creative said about the the why this campaign has been so successful and in fact it has been very successful five gum like shot to the the top of uh the, the gum charts the gum chart <laughs> i also think that any i also sort of think it's a matter of market saturation like just brand awareness, I think, with gum is such a huge part of what you decide to buy at the checkout market. Yeah. You know, whether it's, I don't know that like their hyperbolic ads with the intense visuals uh, is really what's getting people to buy it so much as you just, you're aware of it. So you much. recognize it because the visuals are really well done too. Like the special effects that they have in these things are 
movie quality. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Right. And so it like you do that enough, you put that on enough uh, TV shows, you buy enough ad spots, you're definitely going to get people to remember that. That is true. I think there's good brand awareness here. Can I play the other one that you guys actually wanted to play? And then I want to ask one. Then I just want Aaron to like weigh in on like how effective is this? Okay. All right. Let's this one is actually like most commercials we play today, I mean it's very visual, so I'll just give you a little sense of the sound of it and we can explain what's going on. How it feels to chew five gum. Now we see some guy wading through a just a giant kind of pool of ball bearings that is surrounded by giant speakers, and then somebody starts turning the volume up on these speakers. He lays down in the ball bearings, and they start bouncing all over the place, and he's basically vibrating in a ginormous tub of ball bearings while putting up with really loud decibels. Yeah. Will you and say ball roll- bearings just one more time? Ball bearings. <laughs> Thanks. Do you. I say it funny? Do you Thank hear the Ohio you. in there? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. ball bearings. I love bearings. it. I love it. <laughs> so, anyway. Can you isolate that and just send that to me in an email? <laughs> I'm sure okay. there is somebody listening to the show who will isolate it for us. <laughs> um, so, what was your question for Aaron? So, do you do you like these commercials? Because I will agree that they are memorable. They definitely uh, keep me aware of the product. Right. Uh, it's it's effective in a sense that they are very well produced and they raise awareness, but I honestly find them kind of off-putting. Like, it just seems silly to me. Like, it's so much intensity for gum. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's – I have a very love-hate relationship with these – with that ad in particular because that was the first one that I ever saw for, like, five gum. The I ball think that bearing was probably one. the first one that they put out. But, um, like, I – there's something about that ad that makes you go, this is insanity. Chewing gum does not like conjure up these feelings of laying in a pool of ball bearings <laughs> while listening to techno on insanely large speakers, right? Yeah, I don't but care how strong does, I don't care how strong the mint flavor is. It's not going to be that intense. <laughs> yeah. But it does make you want to do that. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I have always wanted to lay in a pool of ball bearings. Wait, you've always wanted to do that or you always have since you've seen this commercial and the idea was planted in your head? I think I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> you just didn't know. Just you just didn't have the words for it yeah, yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well, you're it's a like weirdo. like a ball pool, you know, as I w- a kid. And I was like, what if these balls were made of metal? I would not want to do that. Genevieve, would you want to do that? It'd be a weird sensation. Yeah, I mean, I just can't understand. I just have a hard time imagining the narrative, the journey that would get me to that mm-hmm. giant... Olympic swimming pool sized tub of ball bearings. I have to say, though, there is something about not just these commercials, but the intensity of gum. I've never actually had five gum, but even just having like the dentine ices, I tend to buy the gum that come in the plastic little bubbles that you have to pop the gum out, and they're in a kind of a candy shell. Uh, Gum that Genevieve refers to as hurdy gum. I remember kind of early in our relationship, you were like, don't get the gum that hurts my mouth. Hurdy gum. Oh, hurty gum. Yeah, as opposed to like maybe a stick of gum that you pull out. Out, you pop in your mouth. Yeah, that's the, the, the right taste of, is going to move, move you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. You know what? I'm getting, more, I'm getting more and more excited about the gum segment. You know what? I'm sold. Um, anyway, actually, should we should we move on? Get to the the, the real gum segment later on, and uh, get into some more intense commercials oh, here. Please, you've got you guys have got some great ones here. Okay, how about uh, I have one I want to bring up with you guys, but first let's go with this Boz Lerman commercial. Yeah. This was an ad campaign uh, by the tourism board for 
uh, Australia back in 2008. This is around the time that Boz was about to release the film Australia, starring Nicole Kidman and um, Hugh Jackman. And, uh, and so they hired him to do this kind of long commercial that is absolutely bonkers. Let me try setting it up the best I can, and then I'll play a little sound of it. But basically... You see a woman sitting uh, in an office somewhere. It's at night. She looks like she's working late. It's rainy outside. I think it's supposed to be New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just having just a, a bad day and what seems like the, a string of bad days. She's stressed out about work. She keeps on having these uncomfortable conversations with some unseen lover on the phone. We're assuming her partner or husband or something. And they're like and, breaking up. Yeah, and he's right? basically saying, yeah. like, we need to take a break. And, like, she's just stressing out about that. She, you, you see her kind of, like, crossing the street trying to hail a taxi on the cell phone, yelling at somebody about the print layout on a newspaper, whatever the hell her job is or something. Now, during all of this, I like the way I said I was going to do a a quick setup. <laughs> Cancel your four o'clock. During all of this, you start to see this um, Aboriginal child, a, a kind of um, a, a kind of curly-haired, long-haired child, somebody that wouldn't be completely out of place in a Mad Max film. I mean, he's not yeah, like freaky, yeah. but you know what I mean. He's just like he's got that kind of mysterious air about him. And while this woman is like uh, having this string of bad days around the city, he's kind of like sneaking around her and, and he's following not her around. He's just wearing, yeah, like he just a pair of shorts at best. Yeah, it's really, not a loincloth. They really focus. No, it was on basically this, a loincloth. They really focus on this like mostly mostly nude sort of barefoot kid mm-hmm. walking through the rainy city, and he's. Leaving red clay footprints. Yeah, sort of covered in red clay, red mud. And then we get to the the kind of, uh, I guess, turning point of the commercial is this stressed out woman lays her head on her pillow to sleep. And I believe she actually is sleeping. And then this little Aboriginal kid sneaks into her room and whispers in her ear. Like something like, Time to go on a walkabout or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, we'll play. That's, that's we'll, what it was. we'll that's play what the was. whole. We'll play the whole uh, thing here, so you can hear exactly what the In quote is. Sanity, right? And then <laughs> she. This would have been she way, way funnier if. Uh, Crocodile Dundee had been the one <laughs> to like whisper, time to go on a walkabout. Yes. He's got his knife out. <laughs> you call that a stressful job? <laughs> okay, that was the worst. Sorry, that's sorry. Good. That's good. I don't do great accents. Um, ball bearing. Anyway, let's just take a listen to it. Uh, once the kid says uh, you need to go on a walkabout, then you suddenly see her in the paradise uh, that is Australia. And at the very end, uh, she and her, let's say, husband are swimming in. In, a, in like some sort of a natural pool together, and it yeah. seems like Australia really, really solved all their problems. <laughs> Look, I just think we need a break. I gotta go. Oh, no, I said not on the front page. There's no footer on the front page. It'll have to be done again. Yes, all of it. Well, it doesn't matter how late. I'll be up. Hey, it's me. Sorry, I haven't called earlier. Busy day? <laughs> Hasn't ended yet. It's never gonna change, is it? Can we please not have this argument now? It's always worked. What do you say? You're not the same person I fell in love with. Pretty serious. Can I say something really quick? I just noticed that she's covering up an Australian accent. Oh, is she? Yeah. You can just tell she's talking like Nicole Kidman in the Hollywood movie. If you want to, if you want to rewind, let's let's go back a little bit. She's talking on the phone. Let's listen. 
I haven't called earlier. Busy day? I haven't called earlier. It's never going to change, is it? Can we please not have this argument now? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Which makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, for continuity's sake, I mean, jeez. Sometimes we have to get lost to find ourselves. Well, it's hard to find actors in New York, so they had to go with an Australian. Okay, so the kid is just like, he whispered that off camera somewhere. I'm going to keep playing this because I think the audio is kind of interesting. He's still kind of skulking about and shadowing her. As soon as he whispers that in her sleeping ear, she awakes, and uh, the magic boy is. This honestly looks like a scene from The Leftovers to me. Right, right. It's beautifully shot. Dirt in her face. Yes, (laughs) and it magically that magic dirt transports her to the beautiful waters of Australia. So, I mean, it's Baz Luhrmann. I mean, you're going to hire him to do something like this. The, the, The kind of interesting thing to me about this, or one of the interesting things, is this incredibly high concept, incredibly expensive. I mean, they hired Baz Luhrmann to do this commercial came on the heels of an ad campaign that was like so traditional, but also somewhat um, controversial. Uh, I watched it today. It was called what the bloody hell are you waiting for? Hold on. I wrote down the note somewhere. Uh, let's see. It was called um, where, so where the bloody hell are you campaign? So Australia basically had all these guys saying it was like a bunch of like typical touristy shots of the country mm-hmm. and uh all these uh all these people saying hey we've gotten all the kangaroos off the links for you and like people have turned on the lights for you i don't do accents <laughs> i mean i do but they're awful um and you they're like we turned on the lights for you and you see a bunch of you know beautiful fireworks over sydney or some shit like that yeah and you see just a minute of all of these things and then at the end it's a woman in a bikini and she's like so where the bloody hell are you and then like there was a bunch of like outrage in the countries where they tried to air this because they didn't like the word bloody or hell so anyway, after that kind of like very traditional, somewhat hokey campaign, they're like, let's go in a different direction and just blow everybody's minds with some Boz Lerman magic. I don't hate the whole sort of aesthetic of it or or um, even the narrative of like, OK, you're you're a stressed out Westerner in some, you know, grim, rainy metropolis and you need to get away to Australia. I mean, that's a t- tried and true uh, like a tourism sort sure. of comp, you know, campaign or narrative. Right. I think what I found surprising about it was that the distress that she and her husband are experiencing in the beginning, like she's crying mm-hmm. and they're getting divorced. And it's like, they really lay it on thick of like, the stakes are high for this family. They like, really just took it too far. It feels like right? they took it too far. Yeah. 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 And not only are the stakes super high, but then the solution is an incredible magic bullet. Right, right. Yeah. Come to the most dangerous country on the planet. <laughs> it's like you can swim with great white sharks that right. will eat you. We've got all sorts of frogs that are poisonous that you can also dry out and smoke. Uh, you know, we're, hey, it, it beat their other tagline, which was, <laughs> we're the Canada for criminals, um, which is, I believe, uh, Boz was not responsible it's for like that campaign. Most of I the most think. dangerous spiders live in the outback. <laughs> but come here, come here and jump in our magic in waters, and uh, your marriage will heal itself. Um, all right, should we talk about this Nissan ad? Yeah, let's talk about this one. This is what oh, people may have seen. Uh, this, was on the, this was aired in the Super Bowl in 2015. Um, and, uh, you'll recognize the music, um, and we'll, uh, we'll kind of narrate it a little bit for you, but you may recognize it just by virtue of having seen the Super Bowl. It's about a, 
a race car driver father who um, is has a has a baby with his wife, but then is gone for a lot of the baby and the, his son's upbringing uh, because he's too busy driving his race car. Um, and it's the uh, cats in the cradle is playing in the background to very much underscore that he is missing his child's, yes. uh, you know, young Life. childhood. Because it actually yeah. begins, I believe, in the hospital with the mom giving birth to this little boy. And I like um, how he holds the baby and goes. I'm your dad. Like, yeah, we <laughs> we figured it out from context. Uh, who's he trying to convince? Yeah, That's right. what I want to know. Um, but then we see him kind of keep on catching taxi cabs while he's, uh, you know, probably flying around the country going to his 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 race car events. What do you call them? Races, I guess. <laughs> and the guy is, the father is getting uh, more and more successful. This commercial not only is super, super serious, it's also very confusing. Yeah. I guess we'll maybe That's talk about really, that. It's really, really confusing. I have a couple of things. Being a father, I have a couple of things to say Okay, about this. let's take a little bit of a yeah. listen to it. If anything, you know, everybody likes Cats in the Cradle. Child arrived just the other day He came to the world in the usual way But there were planes to catch and bills to pay He learned to walk while I was away And he was talking for a new it And as it grew, he'd say I'm gonna be like you, Dad You know I'm gonna be like you Okay, it's all very visual. It's you know scenes Uh-oh. of him uh, driving his race, car. his race yeah. car. Yeah, scenes of him uh, driving his race car around while the family's at home watching on TV. The boy's growing up. There's a scary moment. He wrecks his race car, and um, she's scared that the wife watching on TV is scared that the the husband is is dead. But he comes out of the car, raises his hands victoriously. He's okay. Which I guess. If anything, that's the one kind of like product point here that like the cars are safe. I assume he's I driving g- some I sort of a guess. Nissan I, race but car, but it's a race car. It's yeah, like a, these aren't these aren't cars you're going to buy on the market. Yeah, you know. Anyway, so what is your uh, what's your gut reaction on this? My thing? gut reaction is like fucking get with it, Dad. Like <laughs> like be a be Hold a on. father because like when this thing ends, <laughs> well, that's right? the whole point, isn't it? No, it's not because when it ends. The dad shows up after a race and picks the kid up from, like, what, a high school dance or something like that? Something. Yeah, I was, almost wondered if it was, like, first day of college or something. He's Yeah, the meets him outside, and the kid, like, gets into the car, puts on his puts on his seatbelt, and then they hug. And the and father like, starts crying, visibly, yeah, he starts I think. Crying. Yeah. It's like, all right, you should have got a different job. Like, what? why... <laughs> What's the point of this commercial? I agree. Was it cars or that, hey, you really, race car drivers, right. be better fathers. Because right. when you play Cats in the Cradle, you're, the implicit like lesson or the thing you're supposed to take away from it is, yes. don't let your child's life pass you by. Spend time with them. But it's this very confused message of like, well, I have to go be a race car driver because I got to put food on the table. But then sometimes you do see him having meaningful interactions. So what is it? Is he just a dad who has to travel a lot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or is he a bad father? And meanwhile, the wife is in total emotional turmoil. Yes. Like, like throughout the whole, you, did, you get no closure with her at the end of this commercial. She's just, uh, she's, you know, nowhere yeah. to be found. It she just seems matter. like a really problematic family dynamic exactly. that isn't resolved. Yeah. And I don't really come away from it with any good feelings about Nissan. No, not at all. Would you feel differently if the, at the end of the commercial, she went to Australia <laughs> with her husband <laughs> and then and, laid and, in and a like pool every, of ball bearings and then everything was fixed? <laughs> Because maybe that's what this family needs, is a trip to Australia. It is definitely a muddled message. I'd like to compare it to the um, 
I mean, <laughs> Subaru, like we compare everything kind of to Subaru being like kind of what we consider the gold standard of emotional commercials. Oh like my God. Subaru is yeah. the one where, I mean, I'm sure you've seen this commercial road and that just, and it must just make, I mean, it makes me cry. I know it, which one you're going to say the, the, it kills he, me. There's it two with the father time. and the little girl. Yes. One of them, he, he kind of, he, it looks like we've talked about it on the show. It looks like he's talking to a little girl, his daughter, who's pretending to be old enough to drive behind yeah, yeah. The, the driver's yeah. wheel of the Subaru. But kind then all of her life really quickly, and, and then we yeah. realize, oh no, she is actually a sixteen or seventeen year old beautiful young lady, and it's time yeah, to actually yeah. handle yeah. hand the car keys over. And isn't there another Subaru one well, that's similar? There's to one that? where I think the one you're thinking of, Roden, where um, he's look, he's sort of pulling out a bunch of little pieces of garbage out of there. He's cleaning right, out the car, right, right, right. and he's it's, he's remembering all these little moments from his daughter's life. Uh-huh. And I think because the they've end, had the car for so long, yeah, they last for, yes. they last forever, yeah. and they are they're safe enough that you can hand them on to your kid. And a lot of a lot of Subaru's ads are about parents handing over the the old Subaru because it's safe and reliable and yeah. long lasting to their kid. I think Subaru, and we say this all the time, but uh, Subaru has figured out a way to tell an emotional story that has a uh, a clear narrative about the value proposition of their product, and I think they do it so well. And I think Nissan here had too much money and not enough coherence to their ideas yeah i will agree indeed i want to move on to another one here that is probably going to get me in trouble with you guys i think this is a little (laughs) bit i I think maybe this this is is about your aversion to pain (laughs) yeah this is just like this is a commercial that just drives me crazy i've been wanting to talk about it it hasn't fit into any of our themes but this is the closest it comes for right now (laughs) um it's for red's apple ale and there's a bunch of these in the campaign where somebody is at some sort of a sporting event or just some kind of event. It's not always sports. And somebody says, you want a beer? And they think about it. Like, they're trying to think of what kind of beer to get. And then an apple comes out of nowhere, bonks them on the head, and they're like, oh, I'll take a Red's Apple Ale. And, you know, most of the commercials in this series are fine. I don't like them, but it's kind of like, you know, is it Isaac Newton? You know, the apple falls on the head. Yeah, figuring out gravity. Yeah, Yeah. kind of, you know, like, it's it's kind of a loose maybe it's a bit of a stretch but it's kind of a play on that i think a little bit but this latest version there's a whole bunch of people in the stands of some sort of sporting event i don't know if we know what sporting event it is and it starts off the typical way one person's trying to think what they want they get bonked in the head by an apple and they're like i'll take the red's apple al but then it just continues it's an onslaught of people getting smashed in the head with apples it's an apple bonking holocaust it's a (laughs) thank you (laughs) Thank you. I'm going to play Show a bit title. of this. Yes. <laughs> Ice cold beer. Can we get some beers? What beer? Um, bonk. Red apple ale. It just comes out bonk, of nowhere. Bonk. I'll take one we, too. We just saw like bonk. four people just get nailed in the head like by apples. And I'm just like, son of a gun. Now, this isn't, it's not really fair to group this into today's theme because it's but it's supposed to be funny. Right. I find right. it overly violent. I find it repulsive. <laughs> I find it like, have you seen this version, Beavs? Have yes. you ever seen this version? No, oh, no, it airs I, all the time. I yeah. think it's kind of funny. I hate I, This I is hate the first it. time I've ever seen it, but. So then I'm like, okay, I want to I wanna shoehorn that into the show. So I'm looking at that. I'm looking at other Red's Apple L commercials. How about this one, guys? I had never seen this before. It's literally called Scared. This one is called, yeah. The, it's <laughs> Am for, I, should I be scared? This one is for Red's wicked apple and the name of the spot is scared and it happens fast i think this is only a 15 seconder and you guys haven't seen this yet so let me explain what's happening here there's a can of red's wicked apple sitting on a table next to a glass of soda with some like ice cubes in it it's very confusing because at first i thought oh that's 
just a glass of the same liquid. But no, clearly that is supposed to be like Coke or something like that. Like a rum and Coke you, or something. You maybe. sort of see, you never see anybody's face in this, but you get the impression that people are sitting around a dark living room watching a, a football game or something. You hear some chatter in the background. And then these two beverages that are next to each other, suddenly the can of Wicked Apple kind of gives a dirty look that's the best way I can describe it, to the, to the glass okay. of soda, and then watch what happens. Start boldly with the apple that bites back. Oh. The soda... Wets itself. Wets itself. <laughs> Suddenly the napkin that the glass of soda is sitting on becomes all damp. That looks like it was just kind of sweating, but we see basically the glass of soda piss its proverbial pants. <laughs> So is that what happens? Is that really is that not in real life? I don't think. No, in real life, when a glass when condensation appears on a glass, it's not because the glass is scared. It's a little PSA. That had me like kind of freaked out for a little bit because I was like, I've broken so many glasses in my life. Do they have feelings? Um, You know that science podcast you want to start with me? I am no longer available to do that. I'm so I'm so sorry. But (laughs) all right, how about that? Do we can we at least include that one under this theme? It's like way too intense. Yeah, it's way it's needlessly intense for you know. I don't. I don't for want for a party beverage. I don't need the beverages to have interbeverage warfare. <laughs> right. That's too much. Right. I don't know if I agree with you on that one. I think it's. I think it's more of just they. They didn't really succeed in like it being super funny, but I think it is a bit clever. It's kind of clever, but maybe because it's supposed to be funny, it does break our rules. This is a real thing. This is a real sidebar, but you know, all of these cider ads, and Andrew, you and I have talked about the the rise of. Uh, hard cider being kind of part of the gluten-free movement. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, a gluten-free alcoholic beverage. It's not a cocktail. It's not wine. Um, and a lot of them have this sort of like hard, uh, like it's a hard cider. It's a, t- they have a sort of they, like a machismo to them. There's one yeah, that, um, yeah. it's not reds. It's um, Strongbow, I think. Okay. That, uh, I may be misremembering that, but it's definitely another cider that... Angry Orchard, maybe? maybe? it's Angry Orchard. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of them, and they all sort of have this, like, we're tough mm-hmm. as, their, as their, like, brand. And I don't know what that's trying to combat or what message it's sending. Is it I like it's, ciders it's, for ladies? Ciders yeah, always been seen as like a kind of that's a girly exactly, drink. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Because people used to... When ciders first started coming out, and you guys probably remember this, is like... It was kind of looked at like it was some sort of wine cooler. Mm-hmm, like right? a hard lemonade or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so like once they started like I, I think companies saw that and they're like, well let's main let's name it instead of Orchard, let's name it the Angry Orchard. Right, right. That's why I only drink big dick cider. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that name on your phone the other day, and it worried me. Uh, um, Who's this cider guy? (laughs) Are you going out for drinks with big dick cider? (laughs) God, I hate that guy. I'm a little threatened. Um, uh, uh, I remember being at the... Funnily enough, he drinks wine coolers. (laughs) He's very secure in masculinity. His his given name is actually Bartle and James. (laughs) Can I grab Um, you guys a Seagram's? I was... Uh, at a at a baseball game several years ago, kind of near the beginning of all the low carb uh, movement thing. Michelob at, Ultra. Uh, I remember actually there was this 
this very heavy guy sitting in front of us. I was there with a few people, and then we kind of he was sitting directly in front of us, so we all started just kind of talking together. And um, I remember he was drinking white wine the whole time, and mm-hmm. like I knew I'm just like this guy is a guy who's you know this guy's probably 55 or something. He's been going to ball games his whole life. For most of that time, he's been guzzling beer. Yeah, he's there with his yeah. wife. I know he's on a low-carb thing. He's trying to trim down a little bit. Nothing wrong with that. So now here he is at the ball game drinking white wine, and he seemed happy enough, but my guess is he was probably craving a beer. And that was before the hard cider craze really took over. And I think that that's kind of part of it, too. Just like you can still kind of have that kind of manly beer feel. It, it comes in a pint glass. It looks right. like a yeah. beer. Yeah. I actually, they, I actually, actually drink a lot of cider. Yeah. They're good, man. And yeah. and they do. They have a higher alcohol content, I think, most of the time. Do they? Than a beer? Yeah. Than just like your normal like, like Rainier or Coors. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. All right, well, I want to talk about this next commercial. Actually, that's not true. You want to talk about this next commercial, Genevieve. I tried to strike it from the show sheet, and you would not have it. This is, uh, well, I guess it's one of the most bonkers commercials I've ever seen. The only reason I didn't want to talk about it was because I have no idea how to describe uh, yeah. it. <laughs> I'm not going to try to narrate this because there is no plot to narrate. It is like a fever dream of like a hideous <laughs> circus. Um you know, Andrew, if you just want to, if you just want to play, this is for Dunlop Tires, and the uh, the name of the spot is Tested for the Unexpected, and so boy, weird. is it unexpected. So <laughs> weird. So weird. This is, uh, is this Venus and Furs? Is that the name of the yeah. song? Yeah. Velvet Underground song. Um, you see a little bit of the car, but mostly what you see is, like, crazy camera angles, a piano falling off a bridge, uh, horrible smash cuts of, of people in... in Twisted look, twisted uh, angles, and painted silver it's explosions all- in the desert. I mean, it's just bonkers. It's, it's like Mad like- Max mixed with Rob Zombie mixed with Burning Man. I wasn't gonna say Burning Man, but that actually fits really well. Yeah, like, I was gonna say more. Um, oh, who's the director? Terry Gilliam. Yes. Yeah, Almost. yeah, very it's Terry Gilliam. Weird. Yeah, weird it's like a Terry imagery. Gilliam. Uh, and uh, whoever, oh, well, I guess that was Terry Gilliam. It it does have the feel of like, um, uh, you know. Uh, are you trying to think of a Terry Gilliam film? Uh, like the reason Zill? I'm distracted, by the way, is did you notice that ball bearings also play prominently <laughs> oh, in this one? Like, you want to make a weird ass commercial, throw some ball bearings in there. Uh, what's the Hunter S. Thompson movie? Oh, um, that, that Fear was, and Loathing. Yeah, Fear yeah and it, it, it's it's a lot like uh, sort of Fear and Loathing with a slight Asian influence. Yeah. Oh, and, and then at the was, very and that end, was Gilliam, right? yeah, yeah. yeah you, at the very Gilliam. end, you see somebody who, just for one quick second, somebody completely dressed in like a leather, almost gimp outfit with a bunch of steel spikes coming out of its head and body, and that's for tires. That's for tires. I I think this is really interesting. It's it is oh, the definition of overkill. It's actually kind of a cool thing to watch. We will, of course, post it uh, to the Facebook page, and I recommend you go check it out. Um, just because it's an interesting video to watch, but I can't imagine that this was an effective tire selling technique. And the tagline at the end is for the unexpected. This right. came out in 1993. I don't know if we mentioned that. It's kind of worth saying. This that is was going 93? back away. That was yeah, from 1993, old. which is kind of the heart of uh, Gilliam 
territory. Yeah, right? it is a little kinda, bit. I wonder if that kind of played into it, or it was a, a circumstance where like the whole ad agency just like got really into opioids. <laughs> the, well, the entire ad agency that covered tires, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. So uh, te- tested for the unexpected, I guess is that what did what did our friend Cat call it? I keep on calling it the tagline, but she had a good. She worked log line. In, log line. Log she threw line. that out. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, so, we had a real professional on the show. Yeah, she makes yeah. actual yeah. movies and ads, and uh, she's great. And she she gave us a little bit of like sort of insider peek at the world that she's in, and including a few little sort of yeah. phrases and pieces of jargon. So I don't know if you're still line. listening, Kat, but we were taking notes, my friend. We were taking <laughs> notes. Um, and so, all right, do you want to talk about just one more? We don't know anything more about that, do we? I, I think I poked around a little bit looking for some information about the origin of it, but honestly, so this was weird. 1993. Not everything was online yeah. and blogged about. Yeah. I just think it's a hilarious overkill for selling tires, and also it's, it's just, to me, an interesting piece of art that's worth sharing. Here's one that was much more, um, I think, maybe recognizable. Uh, this is from 2005, so it's getting a little bit old, but it was during the time that um, Nike started to compete with Under, Under Armour, Armour and yeah. those other yeah. uh, those other athletic wear companies kind of or whatever. End. Kind of high-end, yeah, athletic. Workout stuff. Workout stuff. And um, it features three famous um, athletes. Now, I am not somebody who follows sports that closely, so I didn't. I'd never heard of Tory Hunter, apparently center fielder for the Minnesota Twins, Albert Pujols of the uh, Cardinals, and then a football player, uh, Brian Urlacher. I've heard that name before. He's still I've heard playing, of maybe? I've heard of Pujols and, and Urlacher. Pujols, yeah. um, I haven't heard of Tory Hunter. Um, and he plays for the Chicago, Urlacher with the Bears, at least back then. Um, and we see them each individually, never together. It's one of those things where it's almost like it's kind of it feels like it's shot in a box sort of like these kind of intense shots of these guys wearing their uh, I almost said Under Armour sorry Nike wearing their <laughs> Nike pro apparel and uh, just kind of like kind of mugging for the camera and looking tough and like They're kind of totally like holding, crossfitting yes kind of and, and holding like baseball bats and stuff but yeah. uh, the sound which I'll play a little bit of is very intense and then as um, as the commercial goes on it starts flashing to them instead of showing their faces they're all wearing these scary ass masks here I'm going to read to you from the New York and Times and it looks like something out of Silent Hill, which is a very scary movie. Let's hear what the sound yeah, sounds yeah. like. This has more than three athletes. Those were just the three that I saw listed in the New York Times because I just saw New York. Uh, yeah, I was going to say there's a, there's quite a bit more because there's there. a ton of different masks that they end up wearing as well. Okay, I guess there's no point in me playing a lot of it. It's just that intense music while these guys continue to, like, kind of mug and do their thing. And I'm going to read to you from the New York Times uh, uh, an article back from 2005, I believe, describing it. Um, this is supposed to be about these athletes putting on their game faces, in, literally in this case. The game faces are in the form of stark, even startling masks that are intended to personify the transformation of six professional baseball and football players from mild-mannered men into steely competitors. There you, you go. never see Six. the mild manneredness. No, no, I don't. Yes. They no, start out. They start aggressive. out. Yeah, I know. Aggressive. And then they get more and more aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Still from the New York Times. The mask worn by Tory Hunter um, gives him the look of a Venus flytrap. The mask worn that one was by creepy as 
Oh my god! Urlacher yeah. is wearing one made of barbed wire. Yeah. It's like a yeah, big box. square box, barbed wire, um, and then a, a polished wood mask worn by Pujols um, that evokes a baseball bat. But the article—I cut it off here. But the article also said, yeah, but it also evokes those masks that are in the really famous yes. um, uh, uh, Twilight Zone episode. Remember the one where everybody's got those blank ass faces uh-huh. and it's really yeah. scary. Yeah. It's kind of got that. And in this commercial, you see all these like tight shots. It's like a second or a half a second yeah, flashes yeah. of these terrifying masks. Then it's like, buy our T-shirts. Right. Yeah. When did this come out, by the way? When, uh, 2005. That was 2005? Okay. It's another case of overkill for me. Like, yeah. they were like, you know, we're just going to really dial this up and, and show, you know, how intense our, like how intense. And, and look, I, you know, I get it with, with athletic where you want something that's a little intense that, that's, you know, the thrill of competition or whatever. But you got to see these masks. And of course, we'll post this. The ma- they it, it's too much when they're just kind of standing in their box like flexing and 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 getting ready to to go do their sport it feels normal and then they put these masks on that are like some horrific artworks yeah it feels like mm-hmm. a horror movie. like a horror movie yeah um it really it it takes you out of it I think in like not a great way mm-hmm. yeah yeah have you guys ever seen there was a movie that came out probably. And it was probably after this ad came out. It was two thousand five, but it was called like Thirteen Ghosts or something like that. It was yes. John Turturro. Oh yeah, and uh, he was in some house. It was a terrible movie. It was a terrible movie. Did but we see that in the theater? Maybe I, I probably I saw it in the theater. It was awful. It's the kind of thing that I would make Andrew go see in the theater. I love yeah. scary movies. And Me too. Sort of, it sort of doesn't matter if they're bad, but yeah, right, um, right. It's not John Turturro. It's actually. Um, Who's Monk? Who plays Monk? Oh, Tony oh, Shalhoub. Yeah, it's Tony, Tony Shalhoub. That's right. And he's the the widowed father of a couple of kids and they inherit moves this, into this house yeah right? they inherit then, a house and they have to spend yeah. the night there like classic haunted house but actually the house is like a bonkers glass house that uh is itself a, like a magic thing to bring ghosts back to yeah life. and so in this movie in the house there's a bunch of these ghosts that come back and a lot of them are wearing the masks yes. that you see in this it's commercial. very similar to that you're right more than just one of the masks yeah you, you, you see echoes of i believe so yeah it's yeah. a lot of scary stuff, like a lot of barbed wire, a lot of sharp things. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, now I'm... Um, we you, need to go to the Applebee's of our mind. Yes, we, we definitely <laughs> do. I am sufficiently <laughs> horrified right now. Let's take it to a much more pleasant place and time. Get your ski shined up, grab a stick of juicy fruit. The taste is gonna move you. Move you up, move you out. All right, it's time to talk about the the gum commercials. I almost said the dumb commercials. That was not a Freudian slip. That was just me being a bad podcaster. To talk about the gum commercials of your youth, Aaron, and I think our youth were about the same age. Yeah. I will say, though... That was the first time I listened to that link you sent me all the way through. I'm a little bit disappointed because my one takeaway from the Juicy Fruit commercial that I remembered is uh-huh. this one has slightly different lyrics. I remember one where I swear to God, and I will sit here and I will, I will, you guys will sit here and watch me Google until I find it where the lyric is, take a sniff, pull it, pull out. it out. No, I remember the, that. <laughs> the taste is going to yeah, move you yeah. when you put it in your mouth, which to me is 
really disgusting or it's, sounding. it's either take a sniff or it's take a whiff oh, it might be take yeah, a whiff i yeah. thought it was take a sniff whip it out or take no a sniff, i th- i remember i remember this as well i think i think you're on the right track here buddy so why do you uh why do you have this uh, affinity towards these these gum commercials so i was a i and i think i emailed you guys this too is like i was a super impressionable little kid like you could talk me into anything TV, TV could talk me into anything, believing in anything. But when I saw this commercial, what was it? What year was this? It was 84? Oh, I had it 84, yep. So that, that commercial ran for a very long time, and there were a couple of different Yeah, it was like time travel it. seeing yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted exactly. to water ski with those people yes. as badly oh, yeah. today as I did <laughs> yeah. know, in 84. But for some reason, that commercial, even though it does conjure up such great imagery, always rang as total bullshit to me, even as a kid. You just didn't believe that people could be that happy? Well, this is what we were talking about earlier with five gum. It's gum. It doesn't bring happiness. It doesn't bring happiness. Okay, well, let me turn this around around on on you a little bit. And plus, Juicy Fruit was the worst gum in the world because it ran out of flavor in like It is true, yeah, like the the taste of Juicy Fruit. You know, I will take curdy gum over that. I like the taste of Juicy Fruit. I agree that it runs out too fast. Yeah. What is the taste of Juicy Fruit? We literally had this exact conversation on the podcast. Was it on the podcast? I was really hoping yeah. it was off air because I honestly can't remember oh, really? what the answer was. <laughs> it's just, it's its own flavor. It's its own flavor. Yeah. It's, it's like mountain, Dr. Pepper. It's the Mountain Dew of gum. It's a bunch of, no, it's the OK Soda of gum. It's just a bunch of flavors stuck together. Okay, you are very cynical. Both young little boy Aaron Roden yeah. and adult Aaron Roden are both very cynical of gum commercials, be yes. them from 84 or 2014. How would you approach a gum commercial? That's a great question. I find it hilarious, just to interject, that going out on a boat and water skiing, Aaron's like, Never happened. <laughs> Giant swimming pool full of vibrating ball bearings. Maybe. Yeah. No, not maybe. I want to do it. That's, that's the difference right there. That's the difference. Nobody would ever go on a boat <laughs> and pull another human being behind uh, them I think wearing these wooden sticks on their feet. It just wouldn't happen. Not, here's, not enough here's gum in the, the world. Problem. Here's the problem. I think we just got to the source of the issue is that I hate seeing people happy. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 Well, this, we could have built a whole segment around that. I, I think know. you want to want to have. You guys got a therapy podcast? <laughs> I could go. I could go. Maybe that's a mental health happy hour. A double pleasure's waiting for you. A double pleasure from Double Mint Gum. A double great feeling making you realize Double Mint's the one for you. Double fresh. Yeah, I know that we could have talked over top of that because there wasn't any like actual dialogue, but that's a good song. Dude, this is this is what I love about 80s commercials too. This is like my love-hate relationship with these types of commercials, is like they had actual songs written for the jingles. That jingles. Was, that's man. the one thing I want to mention. All of these are for Wrigley's, by the way. Um, Double oh, is, Mint is uh, Juicy Fruit. Wrigley's Juicy as Fruit, well? and there's another one. Do you remember a uh, Big Red? Well, and oh, Five Red, as we already discussed. Oh, yeah, Five yeah. too. Yeah. But uh, back in the day, there yeah. were three like gum commercials were on the air all the time. Was Extra Big Red. Dif- a different a different company? Extra. 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 I don't remember Extra. You don't remember extra? Uh-uh. Oh my goodness. But I will say that Wrigley definitely had a lock on 
the jingles back then, like the yeah. the juicy yeah. fruit, fruit, like that was going through my head constantly oh, as a yeah, kid. For sure, double mint, which we'll talk about what we just saw in that commercial. Oh wait, in a moment. can I sing the big red theme song? Before yeah, we get yes, to it? yes, yes. So say goodbye a little yes, longer, oh make it last God, a little yes. longer. Make Are your you fresh, long-lasting breath with Big Red. Wow. That's a little odd. Oh, my it's... God. I haven't thought about that for years. <laughs> and all of those were airing around the same time in very, yeah. very heavy rotation, all Wrigley's and all, like, these killer jingles that are still with us. Yeah. Matter of fact, that... I hadn't thought about that, but when I saw the words Big Red, it yes. came back to You me. should look up that guy. You should get the person yeah. Yeah, probably the that same. wrote You're... That, those jingles, man. Now, that particular uh, um, Double Mint Gum one we just yeah. heard, actually, I want to uh, I want to play this big red let's just we need to scratch this itch at this point Oh, that's awesome. This commercial, at the beginning of this uh, Big Red commercial, we see an old uh, WMBD-TV in Peoria, <laughs> Illinois, Channel 31, broadcasting in stereo. <laughs> no little cinnamon gum freshens breath longer uh-huh. than Big Red. That's so right. Always compare it. Yeah. Take close a little longer. That must have been late wow. 80s, early 90s, because oh, I remember yeah. the imagery That's in like that one That's like time travel. Too. That really. is not early 90s. Yeah, no probably like mid, to late, mid to late 80s. Mid to late 80s. Um, the, the Double Mint Gum, though, the first one we yeah. or the one we played a moment ago, yeah. um, aside from the awesome jingle, they always, of course, it was Double Mint Gum, and right. had twice so they, as much mint, but it, of course, they would always show twins right. walking about town. Twins falling in love with other... It was, it was usually... The girls were twins, and then it was the men two were men buddies. were just buddies. And it was like, hey, um, you know, they like double mint gum. Let's have sex with them. <laughs> I, wait, I didn't realize this. It, the guys here are not twins as no, well. No. It's only no. the ladies. Oh, these guys are just, yeah, one is super tall, one is shorter. They're just yeah. having a twins fantasy. How, yeah. How? What kind of arrested development do these adult women have that they are dressed identically? Yeah. They're wearing the right. same green they have the same sleeveless dog. sweater, same white high-waisted jeans, exact same white Yorkie dogs, and now they're sharing the same pack of gum. Mm-hmm. Oh, and look at it when they when they chew it. Oh, it's oh, so good. They look at each so other. It's so good. The gum is so good that they get distracted. Their dogs both jump off. The dogs are probably also twins. Jump off their lap, and then uh, the two the two horny men save the dogs. Yeah, save yeah. the day. Yeah. Shorty, there's one shorty thing. and haircut catch the dogs. Mm-hmm. There's one thing that nobody is mentioning here is that they're on a pier and. They walk up to a pier vendor, and it's just a gum vendor who is just <laughs> stalked to oh, the deep. That is a good Ridley's point. Double mint gum. Look at that. <laughs> oh, it, looks like, wait, it looks like he might sell other things as well. No, oh, no, you're not. right. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's just banks and banks and banks of double mint gum around him. I didn't even notice. I thought that was all just like a big piece of green cardboard, but it's just and, hundreds of packages yes. of double mint and gum. Let me, and let me put this out there. There are several different double mint gum commercials. Hey. You and know there what? are only one vendor. It's a fantasy. <laughs> I would love to see you know, what happened was like, you know, they used to have some juicy fruit up there, used to have some big red up there, but then, you know, the double mint gang was kind of like, yeah, this right, is right. our peer. You understand it? There were yeah, definitely some yeah. some uh It'd be some... a shame if anything happened to your gum wagon. <laughs> 
Nice, but, nice try. Both I, of I was you. really, I was really <laughs> trying to come up with a, but then a gumshoe came and said, no, no, nothing funny got nothing. about it. It was the Yakuza. <laughs> yeah. And it's not punny. It's just scary, <laughs> it's just as, scary hell. as hell. That's right. Um, uh, yeah, that is a really good observation. That guy is just selling. I mean, boat. Lo- I guess it's one of those things. It's kind of like I want something. I don't know what it is. Yeah. And oh, the only hey, thing look, for sale. The only thing for sale on this beer right. is a gum. Wow. One uh, type. Okay. Yeah. Uh, any others you have on your list here? Oh, well, carefree. Now, was that really? I wonder. I don't think I know this ad. Let's let's play on this. Feeling one. good about yourself. Feeling carefree. So much flavor in a sugarless cup. <laughs> It's just like a bunch of Olympians doing their Olympics. Bubblegum has so much flavor. There's no other gum for me. Who is that? That was some Olympian. Yeah. That was a famous Olympian? <laughs> I think Fun so. fact, Carefree was the only gum we were allowed to have when I was a kid because it was, uh, it was sugar-free. sugar-free. Yeah. And yeah. it's bubblegum flavored, right? Yeah. Is it actually bubblegum? They, well? they had different flavors, yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. But I remember Carefree as being, because it came in a giant pack. Yeah. It was like a big fat pack. Uh, there were like but, 20 sticks in there. Yeah. They were always hard as a rock. Yeah. They, were like, they were like the type of gum that you would get in the baseball cards, almost. Um, yeah, it was not good gum. No, it was it was not good at all. Now I can't believe that you come into our house oh, saying that you want to talk about gum commercials, yet you don't even send this link. Are you <laughs> shitting me? True. Your principal can smile, can swim, can run, can stand bubble tape. Your school bus driver can drive. Exactly the same type of animation that that Monty Python. Yeah, is. yeah, yeah, and MTV. Yeah, yes. I remember I always thought that was really gross at the end because they always said six feet of bubble gum for you and the gum was rolling itself up right at the foot level of a bunch of animated feet. And I remember always thinking like that is so gross. Who's going to eat that gum that has just been like laying on the floor next to those bare feet? That's pretty gross. That's pretty gross, man. But you're a kid and you don't care. It's just no. I was a kid. Feet of gum. That that is true. That was the holy grail of gum. And that that I love that commercial. (laughs) For another Monty Python reference. Then that was a good one. Yes, I, that was yeah. an accident, um, <laughs> unfortunately. But um, I remember that commercial really well, and that is the epitome of '90s yeah. to me. Oh, 90s, yeah. it looks yeah. like it right. was. I, I expect that Ben Stiller show to start up after right. that. Right, and exactly. even though Monty Python yeah. was before that, the '90s really embraced that kind of animation. Yes. Do you remember that? Um, our friend Phyllis sent us a hot dog commercial for AMPM, and I right. played it on our Cheese and G's uh, show. <laughs> we don't do Cheers and Jeers because somebody else already does that, so we. <laughs> cheese and cheese um and uh it was this old commercial from the pacific northwest for am pm advertising their new hot dogs do you remember oh how the song God. goes uh let me see if i can actually find it because Roden should hear this and we might have some new uh listeners i do like hot dogs here we go what do you want when you're hungry for something that you really got to have like hot dogs <laughs> From AM PM with mustard on the bun. Two hot dogs. Just 89 cents. AM PM is the one. Say it, hot dogs. Hot, dog. hot dogs. Oh, say it one more time. When you buy the dogs, get a 12-ounce coke for just a one more dime. So when you get that special taste, remember AM PM. It's just Dracula getting drowned in hot dogs. Oh, yeah. 
same exact kind of animation style. A lot oh, yeah, of like yeah, kind yeah, of totally. cut out things cut that out are then uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that are then animated. Oh, I love um, it. That oh song God, gets better every that. time I, I listen know, to it. No, I love that. I legitimately would Get listen to a full record by that. It'd be a short record because they're all thirty seconds long. Well, yeah, if it was aired in Seattle, it's probably written by Craig Finn. Of the presidents of the United States. Of oh, America. did he write a lot of jingles? And no, stuff? I was just pulling oh. out of my ass. I have no idea. <laughs> All right, uh, how about this? How about we check in with the old ad council? Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. Who's talking at us And are we listening We are listening And uh, thanks as always To everybody who wrote in uh, On the Facebook page uh, And to the uh, Gmail account Which is after these messages Show at Gmail uh, On Twitter Uh, You can basically reach us anywhere Uh, I want to say thanks Especially to listener Carrie uh, she had actually sent us some toy commercials uh, in advance of the last show that we did. Oh, yeah, because we, we talked all about toys that we wanted as kids. Yeah, toys time, right? that made us drool as kids. Um, and she would sent me these a while ago, uh, and we didn't get it, have a chance to get to them on the show because we ran a little long. But these are worth uh, calling out or playing, and they are great to play on this show because they are they require no visual, basically, to understand what's happening. So why don't you play this one? Here's the Barbie Workout Center. You oh. put it together. We Barbie sold separately. Talent and Oscar. We girls know where to set the pace. Right, Barbie? Workout Center. Pedals going up, pedals down. She's got a, she's got a bike. Oh the Barbie God. Workout Center. Got I know exactly what happened for my Barbies. They would like have every intention of going to the Barbie Workout Center, <laughs> but then they would just sit down in the uh, Barbie couch. Can and... I be completely honest with you guys uh-huh. for a second? Yeah, did you play with Barbies? Looking uh, that is listening. I had that Barbie. Did you really? You had a uh, stay in shape Barbie. I had. I had. Yeah, it was like gym member Barbie or something. Twenty <laughs> four hour fitness Barbie. Did you have a bunch of Barbies? No, just that one. Really? Yeah. Why? I just liked her ankle weights. <laughs> <laughs> If you had given me a million years to guess the answer to that question, that wouldn't have been it. We were out shopping. I remember it like it was yesterday because it was so embarrassing when my friend Kelly came over and discovered it in my my toy chest. Um, But we were out with my mom, and we were searching for a birthday present for for a friend. And it was a, it was a girl, and so she bought this girl a Barbie, a Barbie doll, and and I was like, I want one too. Right, Mom. right, right. I can imagine that. And I was like, I want that one, and it was because she had the rainbow colored ankle weights. Right, right, right. And were, were they ankle weights or leg warmers? No, they were ankle weights. Really? Yeah. No, I think that I think that's good. I think that we're a little bit too obsessed with gender with toys. You were ahead of your time. I was. Absolutely. I was. Um, Very smart. Is that is, you were? Um, <laughs> yeah. Pl- so there's there there are two in this. Uh, girls can do anything campaign that was when we just put her workout barbie and then there's the one you're that i'm gonna have you play now and i just i just i know i've been taken to task on this show for getting up on my issues high horse why you gotta be so like <laughs> oh women should be treated equally I know, and not tires should have normal tire commercials i Come know on. i'm i i apologize for my pedantry but you know <laughs> these girls can do anything basically here's what girls can do they can stay in shape by relentlessly working out to look like an impossible ideal, which is Barbie, which is it's hilarious to watch like 
Barbie, the Barbie doll, like the these little girls like forcing Barbie to do leg lifts and and ride her bicycle until she finally mm-hmm. drops that last inch or whatever. Right, right. And of course, the way she's dressed, she could also be high waisted Barbie, but we yes. don't have to get into the fashion of the time. <laughs> so then, so so after Barbie sweated off that last pound. Uh, you can she can go on on this Barbie. Here's day to night Barbie. Day to night canceled separately. We girls make work and lots fun, right, Barbie? So this is business lady Barbie. But at the end of the day, oh, she just takes off her hat, takes, takes off, off her scarf, scarf Ooh, and she takes wearing, off a jacket, and, and she's, she's got a party dress, a cocktail dress oh. under her work clothes. Oh, nice. So you do have to have a job, ladies. You do have to be nine to five. But you better be ready to party, and you better have on a pink sequin, form-fitting uh, tank top under your work clothes at all times. Okay, this is ridiculous. Nothing has changed with these Barbie dolls, by the way. Really? Yeah. Tell Phyllis, and you're the father of daughters. What, we are, just what had, do you see? Tatum just turned five years old. We just had her party yesterday, and uh, happy and birthday, Tatum. We, yeah, no kidding, right? She's she's great. But we had kept her away from Barbie dolls for the longest time. We, we tried. And tried and tried. And then somebody, two people yesterday gave her Barbie dolls as presents. Really? And it was just like a, a switch was flipped. Man. And it was like, now she's all about it and we can't keep her away from them. What, are, what were the Barbies? Like what, what themed Barbies well, were they? Well, this one's kind of cool. One was Spy Barbie. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nothing super special about it, but mm-hmm. uh, but she's got pink hair. Um, and she and, knows how to uh, waterboard people. <laughs> right. <laughs> Waterboard Barbie. She came with a waterboard. <laughs> There's actually the no one? board involved in waterboarding, <laughs> no. which is weird. But uh, um, and then she and then she got uh, oh what was it like hairdresser Barbie? Okay. And so that there one was go. like oh it's uh, nothing has changed. I mean the you know the the body dysmorphia is still there. Yeah. You know. Well, Davies. Uh, okay. Uh, how about this, uh, Miss Gloria Steinem? In that commercial, they even mentioned. <laughs> you can tell like how up on things I am, and that's still my like go to feminist <laughs> icon. Um, but uh, in that commercial, they mentioned that there is also a day, uh, day to night Ken, and I'm actually looking at p- pictures of day to night Ken here. Uh, I think my sister had day to night Ken. As a matter of fact, I think she only had one Ken, and I remember he had a cummerbund. That's his con. That's what happens when he becomes from day to night. He puts on a cummerbund. Cummerbund. Yeah, I said it wrong. Thank so you. So really for- they're really they're yeah. a really super formal couple. Like <laughs> yeah. he just he goes out in a tuxedo. Right, right. right. And she's got her uh, she's got her her fancy cocktail dress. The thing that bothers me most about these products is after work. Before you go out, you have to take a shower. Like, I don't yes. like this idea of just, like, wearing your work clothes and maybe turning your jacket in inside out. Like, you need to freshen up. Like, I'm a strong believer in that, A lot of people Dave. go out directly after work. But you know that I'm against that. Well, you, I a, like- a shower is like a reset. <laughs> I feel like, though, that's... Not would you say it's somewhat beside the point? It's somewhat beside the point. Somewhat beside the point. Do you want to try to find this therapy podcast? <laughs> <laughs> we, could, we could go together, maybe. All right, Carrie had one more that I want to play, just because this one I wish I had. Um, I wish I had talked about last week on the show because this was a commercial for a, a product that I did really want. Yes, um, and seeing it again for the first time in. 30 years, I was like, oh, I remember that feeling of wanting this toy. And to continue a theme, I had one. 
These lonely pound puppies need someone to love. Oh, someone who'd love a little puppy love. I love my you, pound Grandma? puppy. They're pound so puppies soft. are as cuddly as real puppies. He'll keep you company in the dorm. They're that the is hilarious, giving it to a college God. student. <laughs> Holidays or any day. It's almost as, bar- as embarrassing so as I having a lonely. Oh, this, Barbie. this oh, wait, angry boss is getting a wait, pound that's puppy. That's right. Wait, I want to rewind <laughs> this a little bit. There was a, there was a CEO, very angry, yelling at somebody on the phone. Uh, that was like day to night angry CEO guy, and um, <laughs> uh, suddenly somebody gives him a pound puppy, and he just turns into a, a big puppy. day, pound puppies, so soft and adorably lonely. Sometimes the hardest <laughs> thing about getting a that CEO is giving them demented. Oh my god! I remember I that had jingle. One of those. I did too. I can't remember my pound puppy's name. He was gray with black spots, I believe. Yeah. So squishy. I was way into stuffed animals, much more than I should have been, and up until a an age that probably made my dad uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's hilarious to me about that commercial um, is how many adults are shown yeah. craving and coveting pound puppies. Yeah, they were going. They were definitely <laughs> like a going weird, for a bigger. It's a weird market share they were going for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the toy um, for adults. <laughs> by the way, I uh, in our toy show last week, I sang for you. Um, the commercial that I believe is the only commercial I know all the lyrics to, which was the um, pink two-wheeler, please, for this Toys R Us kid. Um, somebody on the um, After These Messages Facebook page reminded me of another one. Do I actually know the song? My buddy. My, my buddy, buddy. My, my buddy, buddy. Everywhere, everywhere I go, go no, he every- goes. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wherever I go, he, he goes. goes. I, I, there was more. I used to have that memorized. I can't yeah, think yeah. of it right now. Did you have a my uh, buddy or a my? What was the girl? Uh, kid sister. sister. Kid sister. Yeah. Um. You know what? It's the same song. I don't think I had one of those. I was a little on the old side for that toy. I think one of my younger siblings might have had one of them. Maybe the kid sister. Maybe my might be my sister had a kid sister. Um, I'm sure she can write in and tell us if if that's if that memory is accurate. Well, see, Cabbage Patch Kids had the run on the market back then too, man. And like, these guys, and I do think that Pound Puppies and and um, my buddies were trying to like get a piece of that a little bit by not just selling dolls, but by selling things that seemed unique yeah. and that you right. could develop a right. special and you're right about the my buddy with. the my buddy jingle was very memorable. Oh, I, all yeah. I remember though is my buddy, Here, let me, my may buddy I? and me. It's really upsetting to me that the little boy who's playing with my buddy is dressed identically to the doll. Maybe the doll is dressed identically to the boy. You know what mm. killed you know what killed my buddy? What? Chucky. Child's play. Because uh. people found that style of doll to be too creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just taking a guess. I'm guessing. It wouldn't surprise me. It, it does look a lot like uh, yeah. like Chucky. Yeah. Um, all right. So we have another uh, letter. This is from listener Dave, uh, who we have talked at length in previous episodes about the Old Spice campaign and how sort of deliberately weird it is. They're going for like this just sort of absurd, bizarre aesthetic. And it's actually, you know, we they sort of kicked off this style of advertising that you see with other products like Skittles, things like that. Uh, and I was wondering um, how effective that those Old Spice ads actually are because we've all seen them. We all know them. They they have, you know, high 
high brand awareness. Uh, you know, they got tons of press for the uh, I'm the man, your man could smell like campaign with those Isaiah Mustafa. And this is what listener Dave says. Speaking from personal experience, those ads were highly effective at converting me. I was in the middle of college and had never really settled on a deodorant brand. That ad campaign was the right sort of funny that appealed to me at the time. Uh, and I think uh, this is really interesting because there was sort of a very integrated marketing strategy. And again, like this was about 10 years ago. So mm-hmm. this was a while ago. Can I just interject and say that makes a lot of sense to me, Dave's personal experience with this? Because what the reason these Old Spice ads were so effective was they totally changed their target audience. And I think they it worked to in a young certain guys. way. Oh, to yeah. young guys. My dad still wears Old Spice. He's worn Old Spice his whole life. Back in the, the 80s, the cologne. Back in the 80s, um, I remember like he was so proud. I think I've said this on the show before. He was so proud because sometimes he'd get compliments on it. And then when he told people it was Old Spice, it was almost like those Folgers commercials. Can you believe it's just Folgers crystals? You know, it's just like, can you believe it's just Old Spice that this guy is wearing? But I think that this new quote-unquote new um, Old Spice campaign came along and actually started to take a bite out of the Axe body spray. Oh, kind and of not market. a moment too soon because yeah. that shit is toxic. And it started to appeal to people like Dave who was in college. I just think yeah. it's really genius. Yeah, and by the way, Dave, if you were choosing between um, Axe deodorant and Old Spice, good choice. Yeah. Um, so this is some kind of interesting, and I didn't know this, um, that in addition to the TV commercials that we've mostly all seen, uh, that actor, Isaiah Mustafa, was doing all kinds of uh, camp marketing, campaign marketing for them, uh, including responding to over 100, re- 100 people who, I guess, like sent in videos on YouTube or, or in some way like interacted with the campaign. Uh, apparently, they like locked in a room somewhere for a couple of days as Wyden Kennedy oh, in Portland. Um, and they he- are the best. They're the best, yeah. And so he just like he personally replies to like a- over 100, uh, 100 like other companies, individuals, uh, you know, internet celebrities. Wow. And Dave said that he was he would watch these obsessively. So he responded in little video form. Is yeah. that what this link is? Yeah. Really? Oh, I thought at first you meant that he was just like responding directly to like emails or tweets or something. So they they filmed all of these. Apparently, yeah. All right, let's let's watch this one. Hello, Kevin. How are you? Feeling better, I hope. I personally have never had a fever. Because my body is 98% muscle, and muscles can get sick. The 1% of my body that isn't muscle is my ears. They're made of cartilage. But I did some research, and it doesn't look like you can get a fever in your ears, which I think we both can agree is a glorious thing. That being said, although I'm clearly winning in the physical department, you seem to have the edge intellectually because you are a genius at the internet. Can you imagine if your smart brain could team up with my strong muscle body and wildly handsome face parts? No, you can't. I can't. No one can. Because if anyone tried to imagine that, their brain would explode, and that's just not healthy. Thanks again, Kevin. Or in your genius smart computer language. One zero zero one zero one one zero one zero 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 one one zero one. So thank you, Dave. Uh, I love that integrated campaign. I love those uh, little YouTube shorts. Uh, and then one additional piece of that campaign uh, that Dave sent us, which I think is worth playing, is that apparently Isaiah Mustafa also uh, recorded something that allows you to uh, to have him record your voicemail. He probably recorded a bunch of words. 
uh, and and stock phrases. And so you can type in your phone number and he'll he'll do your voicemail message for oh, you. Is it like a yeah. text to speech where you write oh, the whole thing, or he's got some stock phrases? I'm not quite sure. It's something like that. But anyway, Dave made made one for us, uh, which I think you should play right now. And please do call the voicemail. Oh, okay. So this is if somebody wants to um, if somebody wants to call us and leave a voicemail. They call this number, and it's from Isaiah Mustafa? Yeah. Hello. You have dialed 6074445597. The tall, accomplished man you're calling can't come to the phone right now because they're building an orphanage for children with their bare hands while playing sweet, sweet lullaby for those children with two mallets against their abs xylophone. But leave a message, and they'll return your call as soon as possible. This voicemail is now done. <laughs> that was great. So thank I you love so that. much, Dave. I That's see. Yeah, at first, I thought That's it was kind of cool. like you can type in any word and he will say it. I was like, how no, did they record every word? No, in the I think language? that he, he says yeah. a bunch of phrases. Thing. Right, right, right. They did oh, the same cool. thing for uh, Snakes on a Plane with Samuel oh, L. Jackson. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Aren't you kind of glad we're past the Snakes on a Plane joke time, though? It was like, it we, just felt we like are? That, that just went <laughs> so long. It's it went like, way too long. Oh, my God. It was the kind of joke that was like great for a one second idea of a joke you know like a late night monologue and then they made a whole movie of it yeah uh did you have anything else that you wanted to hit no i think we're good for now i think we're probably running a little long here so uh why don't we why don't we close it out you can sell anything you can sell anything all right Aaron Roden, thank you so much for joining us today. Please do go check out Aaron's uh, podcast, Air Raid. Uh, it's a great podcast. Uh, Aaron does great interviews, and he gets amazing guests. Anything thank else you. that you want to plug? First, airraid.net, right? Air-raid.net. Uh, we're also available on the Adore Network over at Spreaker, uh, and also on CairoRadio.com. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. You got a That's Twitter handle? We got uh, at AirRaid.net if you'd like to tweet at us. Okay. okay. Yeah. Is that dash air dash nope. raid at Twitter? Okay. They don't let you do dashes. Okay. I'm Andrew. <laughs> I'm at Andrew Walsh. There. No, I'm at Is there Andrew a hyphen in underscore. There? I'm <gasps> at Andrew underscore Walsh. They let you do you should have. You should have looked into underscores. Son of I'll talk to you. I, I teach a right. Twitter class. I'll talk to you after. And as always, I'm at semicolon. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that <laughs> one. That one is actually spelled with all dashes and asterisks. It's all wingdings, actually. <laughs> Jokes on you. <laughs> don't forget if you want to look at any of the commercials and they were very visual this week go to our Facebook page after these messages on Facebook email us after these messages show at gmail.com and as Isaiah said before our phone number is 607-444-5597 that's 607-444-5597 alright Beavs we good here? we're good here thank right, you everybody. guys so much thank, thank you, you Aaron it was so yeah. much fun and the rest of you guys we'll talk to you next Tuesday makeover couldn't touch me backyards kittens puppies 401ks, Bobos, yuppies. Yeah, I'm talking about wine.